I'm Karina Selene. And I am not Matt Betty. And this is We're, We're Just, Just Here to Help. Great. So you may have noticed something different about my co-host and the fact that it's not Matt Betty. I'm not Matt Betty. Who are you? My name is Corey. Corey, you do the um, production on our podcast, right? I'm the editor for the podcast. Yeah. Karina pulled me from the bowels of the uh we're just here to help prison <laughs> extrajudicial black site yes yeah yes exactly. uh, so i released him from a cell because matt and betty just didn't show up we don't know who matt is um so barring matt being dead or i guess that's probably the only way i would feel bad for him literally ghosting us well what do you think matt might be doing right now i think Karina? matt might have gone to the gym and then ate like more than the U.S. government recommends amount of Popeyes and falling asleep with his phone off. Does the U.S. government recommend any amount of <laughs> Popeyes? I don't know. You never know, you know, what the lobbyists are up to. That's true. The Popeyes lobby. That's true. <laughs> the chicken lobby. Yeah. So if he's not dead, he's probably alive and in a Popeyes coma. I mean, we can only hope. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Corey's standing in for Matt. Uh, Hopefully Matt will resurrect um, from his uh, hibernation, chicken-induced hibernation, and maybe do a regular podcast this week. But knowing Matt, he won't. So He may show up today. You never know. He's not going to show up today. Do you want to bet money? No, I think I'd probably lose. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to talk about the Mueller report. Um, Trump's new stance on Obamacare and uh, the lawsuit that may end with all of us dead. Um, Some terrible news from the border. Um, I don't need to even go into that. And then we'll do some irresponsible speculation. Good job. I've listened to this a lot. Yeah, (laughs) you're doing so good. Thank you. All right. um, So, Corey, how did you feel when uh, Barr's letter about the Mueller report came out last week? Do you feel like the wind had been taken out of your sails? A bit, a bit. Like you were hang gliding over a beautiful ocean sunset and then the wind just left and you began plummeting towards the beautiful azure waters of the Caribbean. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> God, that sounds kind of fun. What, just to plummet to your death in the Caribbean? And hang gliding? Oh, yeah. If you've yeah. been hang gliding, you've like made enough money in your life for like... You've probably been living pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, I think everyone was disappointed by it, but I mean, it, the, the spin was just incredible. On it really it. was how they managed to control the media narrative. Yeah. I mean, and it didn't feel like like the mainstream media should be interpreting that letter as, you know, lay person. I think it's very much written. It's, it's written by a lawyer. Right. And a lawyer needs, who's been a lawyer for 43 years. Yes. And it needs to be interpreted as such, not as any old love letter that one sends to their lovers. Right. Like Jeff Sessions sending letters to Trump with like little Keebler elf cookies taped to it. Wow. Can you do a Jeff Sessions accent? Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> the, fucking, the people who got pissed at us for my Foghorn Leghorn and it could fucking come out of the background. I, uh, yes. Ugh. I'm walking on eggshells with that. Oh my God. It's just like, if you didn't sound like a fucking stereotype while you said all the stereotypical shit, you know, I wouldn't make fun of you. It's low hanging fruit. I'm no, no, it's not even low hanging fruit. I'm not punching down because they're in a position of power, right? It's true. I can make fun of their stupid fucking voices 
if they're in a position of power. If they weren't in a position of power, that's not cool. Right. Right. But There's- Jeff Sessions ejaculating onto a letter covered in elf cookies <laughs> is funny. <laughs> 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 So basically the point is, is that, you know, there's a great podcast that both me and Corey listen to called Opening Arguments. And you should go to your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and find Opening Arguments and listen to the Mueller uh, bar letter episode. Because I thought he did a great job explaining it. Absolutely. Is that the the way that lawyers work, if you're not familiar with them, uh, (laughs) is they emerge from the ground after a strong rain and begin to feed upon the blood of the living. (laughs) (laughs) they're like earthworms but vampiric i love lawyers yeah i mean that's that's the first consultation i wanted after that ladder dropped i think like getting presented any sort of contract from from any legal entity is uh, you need to have your lawyers review it right you can't just trust somebody to, to you can't trust somebody at their word but that's exactly what happened is basically like they gave you, like, the bar letter would be the equivalent of, like, a company giving you a contract. Be like, just sign it. Don't worry about it. Right? Like, this is reality. Versus if you, like, actually looked at the contract, you'd see there was a really shitty non-compete agreement in it or something like that that you wouldn't have noticed. Or, like, oh, there's this benefit I didn't know about. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the media seemed to just treat it as treat it as any other, like web form that you have to the web form that you have to accept to accept the terms of, of a, agreement in a web form you can't make any edits you can't review it you can't right you can't um negotiate uh, negotiate anything they just took it all at, at face value they just took it all they took it all um I, I, this is a fun fact for you guys at home if you ever get a paper contract and you see something in it that you don't want to do, you can cross it out and initial it. And now that's part of the contract that you can do that to any contract. I think a lot of people don't know that. Karina loves to make changes. To Dude, it. because I'm not going to fucking sign a non-compete agreement. Right. It's insane. I've, I've like crossed stuff out and they've been like, okay, like nine times out of 10, the person that wants you to sign the, the contract doesn't know that you can do that either. And then when you start throwing your like big d- lawyer dick on the table, they, they let you do whatever you want. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> always have your lawyers review never so it's a very privileged thing to say <laughs> Corey. you don't even have a lawyer <laughs> i know just, i know a number of lawyers you, that just, I, you just have like a hard-on for having a team of lawyers one day yeah yeah i want I, I want i want like a pack of lawyers that i keep in the extrajudicial prison tank you got a lawyer up yeah um so our, our point here is that legal language can be um very flexible right so like you can like and that's how you know lawyers make arguments in court is they can push their logic up to the uh, like a point of reason right without actually lying Mm -hmm. so a lot of this stuff in the bar letter are is like you have to look at the parsing of the phrasing is that even a sense does that make any fucking sense (laughs) um so it's like uh there's a line that was like talking about abstraction is like most of these cases were covered in the media Right. Most of these incidents were covered in the media. But what most means, right, is that most of them, but not all. So there are instances of obstruction that we don't know about even. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. And who knows what most means? Right. Most can mean anything. I mean, most can mean like six out of 10, like 60 percent or it can mean 90 percent. 51 percent. 51 percent. Or, you know what it could mean? Winning the electoral college and losing the popular vote. That's true. Yeah. 
Oh, I loved electoral college. Oh, I hate that. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But do you think that you do you think that over the course of the week here that things have kind of settled down? I think it's done a little bit. And I think that people realize that uh, Mueller's scope was quite limited, in fact. Um, And then we're hearing about all these cases that got farmed out to other districts or other other. What what the fuck am I trying to say? Other lawyer places, (laughs) other lawyer hives (laughs) got farmed out to different lawyer hives, you know, and then there, there are other lawyers like now pollinating and making legal honey. Right, right. I mean, they've <laughs> <laughs> like the Southern yeah. District of New York is making sweet, sweet New York legal honey right now. Maryland, there's cases all over the yeah, place at this point. There's one in D.C. So if you've been following this closely and you're totally nerding out on it, there is um, uh, a, a company that is owned by a country that hasn't been disclosed that's wrapped up in uh, this small investigation was uh, given to uh, D.C. right to to continue to investigate. Um, and they have been subpoenaed and they will not give up the information that they want. So they're paying $50,000 a day to not give up this information. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's only like two countries that this could be, and this would be Qatar or Russia, I think. Qatar or Russia, huh? Yeah. It's either, I think it's either VTB bank in Russia, which is a state owned bank, which, you know. (laughs) <laughs> laundered the money laundering the money <laughs> or is qatar which i don't know what actual entity it is but there's the theory that um russia sold off 19 percent of rosneft and it went was purchased by qatar and that is how uh trump got paid or the trump organization got paid for winning the election mm, that's how they clean the money that's how they clean the money mm. So, but so like, like shit like that is still happening. And that's huge. Right. Like there's a government owned company that will not comply with the subpoena from the U.S. government for information relating to campaign collusion. Right. (laughs) Like, like, like (laughs) this is, this is like you fucking got stabbed from like tit to pit. Tit to pit? I don't know. I was trying to make up an idiom. It's like you got fucking gutted like a fish, right? And then William yeah. Barr comes up and is like, tis nothing but a flesh wound. And everyone's <laughs> like, it's tis nothing but a flesh wound, everyone. Tis nothing. This whole like the gutting of Corey from tit to pit was nothing but a flesh wound, right? And then you're bleeding to death on the ground. But in reality, it's like actually a fucking crisis, you know? It is a crisis. I mean, everything is just so far out of context like in in any other in normal times so to speak any one of these issues would have been crippling well like do you remember like there is a woman that was trafficking human people human people (laughs) ted cruz for human president Um, there was a woman who's engaging in human trafficking in florida right next to mar-a-lago who the fucking owner of the Patriots went to get handies from trafficked women, right? Who specifically was advertising to Chinese business people that she had connections in the White House. Oh, wow. In what reality is that, like, not registered? Like, there's photos of her with Trump. Really? Yes. Wow. And it's like, where is the story? (laughs) 
there's so much noise. Everything is just immediately lost. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, I think there's a, this big narrative and I think it was especially brought up by Russian trolls, but a lot of people who maybe are a, more right or more libertarian minded, which in my mind is the same fucking thing, by the way. Um, I was like, the media got it wrong. The media fucked it up. Who's going to make the media pay for this, for good coverage on this fucking collusion scandal? And it's like, what you don't understand is that media exists to sell itself, right? right. So of course it's going to, it's going to blow this as, as much out of proportion as it could. Like this is how we got Trump. Because of the coverage of Hillary, you know, and there's respected news sources that did this, like the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the bar letters. They had to pick a narrative and run with it, which was no collusion, which is what was going to sell. You have to be able to understand that the media exists to sell itself and can give you, de- you know, some sort of version of the truth. You know, and you need to be able to, you know, examine your news sources, get sources from multiple, get news from multiple sources and be able to analyze the information in front of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... I don't want to sit here and blame the media for for driving the narrative too much. I mean, you need to be a a responsible consumer of content. Like, but so, so how do you do it in like the age of psyops, or in the age of like social media psyops? God, I don't know. Right, because like the like honestly, like I think a big reason that Hillary lost is this constant coverage of her emails. It's true. That wasn't even a story. I don't even know what to say about Hillary. It's such a <laughs> um, if Hillary was elected, we wouldn't have gone on this wild ride of fucking civic learning. You know what I mean? Like people shouldn't have to know who the chief justice of the Supreme Court is, you know, for their daily lives. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't want, I don't want to know who the secretary of the interior is. I really don't fucking want to know. I don't want to know what they're up to. I want them to just fucking do their job, protect our interior. You were just hoping to have people with integrity in, yeah. in your government? Well, Hillary's going to have an all-female cabinet in case everyone forgot. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. Maybe never. they could have put me in charge of the treasury or something. But, you know, you, like it's only like a Trump administration where I would be qualified to be in charge of you something. Could, you could get a position. Yeah. I think you could. Yeah, see, Corey enables me while Matt is like, are you kidding me? You should never be hired anywhere. You're evil. Yeah, well, Matt has. Well, Matt is dead from eating fucking biscuits. (laughs) He got food poisoning from Popeye's. And he was like, I'll never eat there again. And yet here today, I'm reporting now that he died from Popeye's. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I did not think you were going to take it that far. I did not think you were going to take it that I far. I should have sell the podcast, man. All right. Uh, moving on to our next segment. Trump's Obamacare lawsuit is moving through the courts, which is troubling because uh, his lawsuit uh, had a federal judge declared Obama unconstitutional. And uh, it remains in place pending an appeal. This is the situation where they were able to... The grounds for this case were that the individual mandate had been pulled. So therefore there was no like constitutional um, grounds for the law, for the law anymore. Yeah, is that, that correct? That's the logic. Yeah. 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 So, but what's troubling now is that um, 
the Trump administration changed its position to say that it now wants it fully repealed last week. Right. Which is bad. Right. Why did they change their position? Who the fuck knows? Because I think maybe he's angling towards re-election and this is like a red meat issue for the base. But in reality, no one really wants it repealed. Right. Like literally no one wants it repealed because the GOP can't have it repealed because then they have to think of something else to replace it with. Right. Right. Plus, it's like they have it. It's, it's a fucking they should have supported it from the first place because all you basically do is you have an individual mandate that makes everyone give money to the insurance companies, which basically fund the GOP. Right. Um, which is why they got all pussyfooted when they were trying to repeal it. Oh, God. Yeah. The, the, well, the public exchanges, the whole the whole situation is that people are receiving subsidies. Right. The government subsidies so the insurance companies are getting paid. Right. So no one should have a problem with it. No one should have a problem with it. And also, here I found out this fun fact. After the implementation of Obamacare, preventable deaths in the, in the United States were nearly cut in half. Wow. Let's talk about mostly, right? Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Yes, yes. And it's like, if you repeal Obamacare, like, you lose, like, the Medicaid expansion, which has pulled millions of people out of out of uninsured states. Like, it's... It's insane. And it costs so much money to not have people be insured because then they start, they start only go to the hospital and they're going to die and it's going to cost, you know, $500,000. There's just no ends to the evils of the Republican party. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can, we can agree that there are flaws with, with our current like plan, but the solution isn't throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You should have run for office, Corey. <laughs> like, and and furthermore, like they have they've yet no one, no Republican has successfully like articulated any sort of plan to implement post Obamacare. It's like everyone's like, wait, wait, let's hear what Mitt Romney has to say. What is Mitt Romney <laughs> going to say? Because he's the one that had uh, like the prequel to Obamacare in Massachusetts. Oh, right. I'm making a joke. Right. It's like we should have Obama. Let's call it Trump care. Oh, right. Basically, like it remains like a monkey paw on Trump's back, a quickly like monkey paw clinging to his suit jacket that uh, this policy is made like was created by Obama and his administration and pursued by his administration. And uh, he's so fucking stupid. So this is the landmark legislation that they want to continue to push through. So the tax cut and the gutting of healthcare. Right. These are some excellent policies. They've literally done nothing else. They've accomplished nothing. Nothing. Other than tax cuts so and who, wanting to increase the amount of preventable deaths. <laughs> who is the Republican Party serving? I mean, I, I don't know who they're serving other than Lucifer? the richest of the rich. No, they serve the billionaire class. How it works is the billionaire class pays the millionaire class to implement some shit that keeps everyone else fucking bent down and the millionaires suckle off the teeth. This is the real trickle down that's happening. It's from the billionaire to the millionaire class. <laughs> and everyone else is just getting fucking shit on. Put that on a fucking poster. That'd be a good poster. Yeah. Um, but so back to the monkey paw is that... <laughs> 
is like the, the GOP and Trump have wished and wished for Obamacare to be repealed. And this fucking lunatic federal judge may be the one that does it. And in a blink of an eye, in a stroke of a pen, this could all be gone overnight. Because the one thing that went on with the the tax plan is they they got rid of the individual mandates requirement to be paid. So you, you, there's no longer a penalty anymore. Right. And so that actually might, if when it go, goes to the Supreme Court, if this goes to the Supreme Court, and now we have this insane Supreme Court, it could it could get knocked down. Because I don't know how that plays with the precedent of the last time the Supreme Court decided on the ACA. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I don't know enough about it. And if anyone does, please text me. I love getting your text messages and DMs and emails and all that stuff. Ooh, interactions. Yeah, I have a lot of interactions, Corey. Lots of interactions. Yeah. We're just here to help. Um, <laughs> more grim news um, from other stories we've forgotten about. Should we have like a new segment? Do you want to make a new segment, Corey? Grim what? news of stories we forgot about. In other grim news? In a- no, because it's a story that we should have been constantly following, but we've forgotten about it. Yeah, I, I mean, you and Matt, like, I think had a catch-all uh, segment that you guys wanted to launch, right? Like things that we things that you have forgotten about. Oh that yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have. Okay, but, no, but let's name not. it. That sounds like a good name. Grim news of things we've forgotten about. I like that. I'm going with that. I'm okay. in charge today. Yeah, you are. Certainly. <laughs> I'm just a sounding board for you today. Yeah, you're a very, a very handsome sounding board at that. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, a seven-year-old migrant girl that died at the border um, had an autopsy and it was discovered that she died of sepsis, which is blood poisoning, um, in the hands of the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. That's terrible. Meaning she had multiple organ failure and her blood became so toxic that she died. Oh, my God. And so she would have shown signs of illness and they did absolutely nothing. She died in their custody. And this is something that's happening routinely in the border that we've fucking completely forgot about. The crisis is just... I don't even know how to walk through this. (laughs) Corey is weird because he's like so intensely sensitive and like feels empathy unlike me <laughs> it's like difficult for him to talk about wow where i have just like uh adopted just a macabre detachment from everything um there are children just sleeping on fucking concrete floors with no blankets no toys no anything separated from their parents um there's no baby food at the border there's no diapers at the border there's fucking and we're detaining these people who are coming here literally fucking marched across the desert I mean, it is like these kind of stories are the things that felt the wayside at the collusion narrative, which I think we thought was, you know, going to swoop down and save us from shit like this, which is children dying, children being separated from their parents, um, discrimination against Muslims, discrimination against trans people in the military, the trans ban went into place like shit like that. Like we thought that there'd be one fell swoop to you know, rid us of this evil. Right. When in reality, the evil has been us all along. <laughs> and 70,000 votes in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what, like, going back to like the role of the media, I don't know what journalism would get the like Trump voter to swing or like consider anything. Like, I think we're all, everyone's pretty much 
on their sides at this point. And like nobody, no amount of, of information, like people don't want to consider the nuances of any issue, but it, it seems. But here's the thing is like, I, when I learned about Obama's drone strike policy, I was like, that's fucked up. That's something we should criticize him for. Right. You know, or like if I learned that Obama was separating children from their parents at the border, I would be like, huh, that's fucked up. We should not do that. We should do something about it. Right. And I feel like a lot of these Trump supporters just dug in and said, well, it's like uh, I think you mentioned it as like you have these like we're from the we're from Minnesota and um, have some conservative family members. Do you mind if I tell the story? Sure. It's like you have these women who, you know, have kids who uh, have jobs, have families and are super empathetic. Like if a neighbor gets sick, they'll like go bring them soup and they'll like check in on everyone, make sure it's taken care of that type of thing. Right. Like very kind, loving, empathetic women. And then you see them on Facebook or on, in social media, or you have a conversation with them and this, you know, children getting separated from their parents, the border gets brought up. Which, you know, by any measure is a completely abhorrent act, right? And these women are like, well, they shouldn't have come across. They got what they deserved. I don't know what it will take to have these people empathize with, like, what's happening. I just, like I said, I don't know how, like, otherwise rational, decent people can have such a blind spot. Like you've mentioned this time and time again about how the Democrats are more than happy to sacrifice their, their young. If we have like shitty people, we're going to get rid of them. Like I, to a certain extent, like we can make a whole argument about corporate Democrats and shit like that. That's but true. We got rid of Al Franken. Al Franken. Yeah. We got I, rid of John Edwards. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But uh, Newt Gingrich continues to roam the land, which is, wait, I forget which one is the one that left his wife with cancer. Was it Lindsey Graham? I don't think it was Lindsey. Lindsey Gingrich. has his own set of issues, but. Lindsey Graham has been married like three times because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, told, I, told, I, told, I told that story. Did you edit that out of the last one? I'm, I can't remember. Oh, it's the one where like on the Chris Gethard show, like uh, this male sex worker called in. I was like, yeah, I was about to be very highly paid, paid by a, a Senate Republican to be his escort for six months. Then it was like people put the piece together. It was Lindsey Graham. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. There you have it. He's dead. I'm not <laughs> Me and Corey like to quote Tolstoy to each other. What do you guys do in your romantic relationships? Right in until we're just here to help. It's a good, good interaction there. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Anyway, so, um, you know, I think we should send Trump to the border and have him sleep on a concrete floor. That would give me a boner. A, a big one. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to our final segment, my dear Corey. You ready? Yes. Irresponsible speculation. Nice harmony. Thank you. Accidental. Thank you. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the next week, Corey? Uh, lots of lots of distraction. Lots of lots distraction. Of, lots of noise. Trump's really on a roll right now. Like, at what point do you think the like syphilitic sponge that is his brain will finally just crap out? Like, he's under a lot of stress. He does not exercise. He does not eat well. Like, is there like a breaking point, or is he just kept alive by like? 
Wawa hoagies and fumes. He's in picture perfect health, according to his doctors. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the healthiest man I've ever seen. The healthiest man the doctors have ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I can't believe that actually happened. That's like a fucking like People's Republic of like Trumpville quote. Yeah, that's that's really something. Yeah, it's really something. Uh, I I think that it's going to continue. Uh, it, everything's going great, man. All right, it's just one shitstorm after another, <laughs> and there's they they continue to drive the narrative. Yeah. Um, what do you think's gonna? Happen? I mean, I, I, I do you think Biden's going to declare or not? I think he should shit or get off the pot. I have sources telling me that Biden's putting together a crew and he wants uh, Stacey Abrams as his VP, which I think is the most patronizing fucking crock of shit I've ever heard. But that's yeah, that's horrendous. I would hate to see Stacey get herself tied up with Biden. Why do you dislike that so much? God, this is this is this is rough ground. Get in there, man. Um, Biden is so compromised with his with his record over the years and to think that all of his behaviors could somehow be absolved by having a black female candidate um or black female vp is just it seems it seems wrong on many levels right well i just like to remind you about the other black woman that joe biden wrong and uh that her name was anita hill and I like to remind everyone of that fucking thing because he did not let the women supporting her testify. Okay. He right. did not let them testify, which basically let Clarence Thomas sit on the fucking Supreme Court. Right. So now we currently have two known rapists or sexual abusers, however you want to put it, on the Supreme Court. Yes. Highest court in the land. They're making fucking decisions about everything. Yes. I'm sick of those people making decisions. And I don't want the people that put them there to be in the fucking presidency. This is the civics lesson. Once oh again, God. brought to you by Karina Selene. Fucking Joe Biden. He's 76 years old. 76. No AARP members. No AARP There's members. Matt's moderating presence is not here, so I'm just yeah. going to go on a fucking Un- rant. Unfortunately, no one is here to, to pull this in. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're, no we're, one was there to help. We're, no one is here to help. We're, we're both strongly of the opinion that... The next president of the United States should not be a 70 plus year old white man. But you know who it should be, Corey? Who? Can we say it together as we look into each other's eyes? Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. Although she was snoodling up to fucking APEC. Really? Yeah, the the um, right wing Jewish lobby. Oh. What is uh, this? Let's fin- hold on, let's finish talking about APEC. Okay. Although she was cozying up to APEC, which is the, the right wing Israeli party. Um lobbying firm in the u.s which i don't like makes me nervous but it also makes me think that she's there to win you know yeah what do you think can you fucking justify that (laughs) man we'll see how things shake out you know like i have lots of hope and faith in in kamala i just as, what, why do you like Kamala, Corey? Because I've given my um, screeching rant on her. But why do you like her? She's just a boss, man. She like she commands the stage like no other. She has the it factor, as you said. Um, she's. I feel like she's she's willing to 
to do whatever it takes. Like you, we need somebody who is going to have the balls to like do the shit that Democrats generally don't do. Yeah. You want a Frank Underwood. Basically. I want a Frank Underwood. Yeah. I want, yes, yes. Like we're, I'm, I'm sick of losing. Yeah. I'm sick of, I was going to say like playing fair, but I don't think that she's not playing fair. <sighs> This is troubling because we're both like two little sociopaths yes. who are like, I want to win at any cost. But the, like, for me, actually, the reality is like, say we win the presidency in 2020 and say by some, you know, we keep the House and say by some miracle we get a small um, majority in the Senate. Right. We need 60 votes to get Medicare for all. And that might still go to the Supreme Court. Right. Right. Uh, say Medicare for all is just like you know, basically everyone wants it at this point and it would be insane as we don't move closer to that goal right in the right. next presidency right we're gonna need someone who's gonna go scorched earth on it yeah you know yeah, what i mean someone who no but honestly like someone who can control the media narrative and all the pushback we get from the insurance companies and like all the fucking pushback we get from the gop and just fucking get this shit done at any means necessary. That's what I fucking want. Because while I agree policy-wise with Elizabeth Warren, I think she's a wonderful legislator and I think that she's super smart and is probably my second choice after Kamala, I don't think that she can play hardball like that. No, you need you need somebody in, in the ex in executive that's going to be an, a very strong force. I mean, and we certainly need lots of strong senators, lots of people in those roles. Yeah. And like people like the, honestly, the criticism I hear Elizabeth Warren is like she should do the stuff in the Senate that she's doing because her work is incredibly valuable. Um, second choice from like for me for president. But I want like a. I want a punisher. <laughs> yeah. Like my Mr. Burns laugh. She's so inspiring, man. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, oh, bravo. Bravo. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And we'll get to the debates and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, we can always have Battelle. I love Battelle. Eh, gave money to Battelle. I ate fucking Popeyes for Battelle and I'm dead. We're going to find Matt out if Matt listens not... to the podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> Matt does not support Battle for President. Mm hmm. I saw him on election night. He supports Bernie. He was way too. Why is he supporting Bernie? Why does anyone support Bernie at this point where we have an option? We have an option. Okay. It's like, okay, last time there was like, okay, last time in 2016, there was an Italian dinner, right? And we, and there were, there were two choices, this Italian dinner. One of them was like under seasoned deep fried eggplant that had gone um, like the oil wasn't, it wasn't very good that it was fried in. Um, was that Hillary? I'm working on it. It wasn't very good. It was fried on And like the breading is like soggy now and it's like wet and it like kind of smells like a wet dog a little bit. Right. But it's like, it's there and it's on the plate. And the other version was like some spaghetti meatballs. And it was like, it was like made with box spaghetti and it had like the ragu sauce on it, like from the ragu brand, not like a ragu sauce, you know what I mean? And like it was, and it had like the, like the box cheese, like the Parmesan cheese on it. And like, if I had to eat one of those two things, I was going to eat the, the pasta, you know what I mean? Cause it was better than the like soggy eggplant, you know, the pasta being Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and like, but now the like Italian meal has expanded. There's like some some anchovies on butter 
on bread. There's like a like a vegetable. Who is the eggplant? Hillary. Hillary was Hillary wasn't that bad of an option. But like if I had to choose between <laughs> the two, like I would eat that eggplant if there's nothing else. Like right. The other thing was like a was like a, like a festering dish of fecal matter. You know what I mean? So when it became a competition between the festering dish of fecal matter and the and the kind of soggy eggplant, I was gonna eat the eggplant. Like no question. There's not a debate. You know, but a lot of people just wanted to eat shit in 2016 and they did. They did. They fucking put their noses in the trough. But what Athlete. I'm saying, but what I'm saying now in, in 2020 in the Democratic candidates is like now we have some variety. Like the spaghetti meatballs is still there or the spaghetti in the fucking box ragu sauce is still there. But now we have like other Italian. We have some like cacio e pepe. We have some like carbonara, like. There's like a bottle of red wine, you know, those are all great options. Those are all great options. And like, I want to eat something else. I ate that last time. I don't want it this time. And like, there's some handmade pasta in the mix now. So why would you go back eating your box, box shit, you know, when you can have fresh ground, freshly grated Parmigiano Reggiano? I'm always skeptical when candidates try like two or three times to to get an office that they weren't elected to. Yeah. Once. Like Hill Dog? Like Hill like Hill Dog. Yeah. Or Biden. Oh yeah. Or Bernie at this point. Yeah. They're all like people that have like threw their hat in seriously and everyone people said no. They said, We don't want you. He doesn't want you. You don't have any money. Actually, Hillary had too much money. Had too much money. Yeah. This is devolved into mine and Corey's inside jokes. <laughs> so right. maybe we should wrap it up. All right. Feel good? You did a great job, Corey, I think. I thank you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Matt being back in the coming days. We'll see. Oh, because we got some messages from Matt. And I think my not responding to these messages is causing him to panic. He sent me 11 messages. 11 messages? I just got home and have my phone charging. We had time for today. I don't have anything in my calendar. All right. Are Sundays locked in going forward? And now he starts to panic. I can come tomorrow after work, shift things Tuesday or Thursday. Well, there you go. Wow. Well, we're all happy that Matt is okay. Unbelievable. Guys. Unbelievable. You know, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in God. But we have witnessed the resurrection. <laughs> the resurrection of Matt A man has died from eating too much Popeyes and has come back to life. He's back. He's back. So he is risen. He is risen. It's almost that time of year, what, too. What do you say after he... I only know it in Russian. It's like you say, he is risen. You're like, for shizzle, he's risen. <laughs> he has rised. <laughs> Indeed. What do you say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pass the pork chops. I don't know. Anyway. Praise be to God. <laughs> this is it, getting it, embarrassing. Is, yeah, it is. Um, Tim is going to send us <laughs> an email. A strongly worded email. Strongly worded legal email about yes. having a fist in another asshole. All right. I'm Karina Celine. And I'm not Matt Betty. And this is We're, We're Just, just here, here to Help. help.